The fact of the matter is, whether you've been in network marketing for years or just a few days, your family and friends have seen your opportunity and your phone is, as we call it, burnt. If you're anything like me, that's a scary thought. So the big question is, how do entrepreneurs like us, who love the network marketing profession, who no longer want to be that guy and are tired of convincing people during uncomfortable let's get coffee meetings where they say, what's this all about? How do we market in a way that aligns us with our dream clients and expands our network of upfront and transparent professionals, allowing us to get our time back, our families back, and gain a real passive asset? People like us who value impact over income, we deserve to see our visions once and for all. Join me in this podcast where we'll uncover just how to do that. My name is Eric Sablon. Welcome to Burnt Phone Marketing. Hey guys, what's going on? Eric Sablon here with Burnt Phone Marketing, and I'm actually excited today to share with you this interview. I'm interviewing Jasmine Smith. She's a serial entrepreneur, a business consultant, a mother of twins. She's very active in the community. She's part of the Mountain View Community Council president. Yeah, yeah. And she's launching something new that I'm super excited for her to tell you about. She's got some great opportunities coming up. But I just kind of want to start off like I normally do, Jasmine, and just start off with uh, your backstory and where you came from and, you know, what you've been doing to create this empire that you're building. Okay, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> I'm pretty much a lifelong Alaskan, but my family is originally from uh, Savannah, Georgia, by way of Sumter, South Carolina, and Allendale, South Carolina. So I'm kind of... Southern at heart, but Alaskan in my mind. Um, raised in Eagle River, Alaska. Moved to Anchorage as an adult. I've always loved being Alaskan because it is literally the last frontier in terms of opportunities. So it, it suited me well, being somebody who always wanted to start a business and do something different. Um, when I had my twins, I realized it was time for me to take my entrepreneurship a notch up and go from doing things for fun to doing things to really build um, an empire and a legacy for my kids. So that's why I'm really involved in entrepreneurship um, activities in my community and anything I can do to just be present and show my kids you can do whatever you want to do. So I'm really big on family. Nice, nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm really big on family too. We, I, you know, I have seven, I have I seven kids. Oh, you're so strong and brave. <laughs> <laughs> I get tired with twins, so I'm like, I don't even know how you do it, but... Kudos. Well, the youngest is 20, so I'm, okay. I'm on the downslope of that. So, um, you know, I kind of wanted, you know, you said the last frontier of opportunity, and, you know, that kind of struck a chord on me. And what I'm noticing is you're always really cutting edge on some of the marketing things, mm -hmm. some of the things that you're doing. You have multiple businesses. You, you're doing some consulting. You have a location where you share with the community places where people could actually come. So what would be like a tip that you'd give a new entrepreneur that's kind of getting ready to start that really wants to expand? What would be the first kind of tip that you'd give them to get, the, get started and get the nudge? Um, number one tip to get started and get the nudge if you are somebody who wants to start a business is know what you want to do and know your market and I think that that is so crucial and I can say openly that has that has saved me and made baby been amazing because a lot of times you get this idea and you say I want to start a business and that's cool but you don't know how to customize who wants your business who needs to come to you 
who wants to buy from you. And you don't know that unless you know who your customer is. So my number one rule of thumb is that I swear by now, before anything else, once you know what you want to do in your business, you absolutely have to know who is your market and who's going to want to do business with you. Yeah, so I do a lot with uh, Stephen Larson, and he always talked, Russell Brunson as well, he's the founder of ClickFunnels, and he talks about throwing your hooks in the water, throwing your hooks with bait that customers, that it's in the right section, in the right market. Exactly. I Man, I swear by that. Like, I feel like a lot of times back when I started my business, I slept on marketing, and people just jump straight to like, I'm make a pretty flyer, and a pretty commercial, and a pretty business card, but... The truest thing I ever realized was, if I don't know where to find people to give it to, what is the point? I have to know where my people are, you know? Right. So it's, yeah, like the marketing is huge. People kind of sleep on it sometimes, you know? Well, you know, a lot of times there's a really good salesperson. They can sell anything. Right. But then they can't really market. So they're they're going through, and I talked to, we talked to, to Jen Christian about this. They're going through a ton of no's. Yep. Because they're in front of the wrong people. Exactly. One of the really cool stories we had over lunch was you actually hired the... I'm going to let you tell it, but you actually hired... So, so Jasmine has a vending machine, and it's, it's very unique. It's called Baby Vend inside the Anchorage International Airport. And she's got a lot of accolades. She's got some great opportunities coming from you know just having that. But she did some market research that right. is very easy to do. Um, but most people don't think about it. So kind of tell me that story about what you did with the popcorn lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so to get started, you know, everybody's like, why is it taking you so long to launch? And I'm like, because I want to launch the right way. And I really want to make sure our machine captures who should use it. So shout out to Jazzy Popcorn, my neighbor with the mostest in the airport. I was working with her and I'm like, okay, Jazzy, anytime you see somebody in front of the machine, let me know who it is. Take a picture, give me some notes so I can get an idea of what demographic is actually coming in front of my machine because that's my market, right? So once I, I did that with Jazzy, and she's so, like, well, I call her Jazzy. She works, she's own, the owner of Jazzy, but once I did that with their company, um, the data was invaluable, like, just saying who's walking in front of our machine, who's clicking things, what are they saying, what do you hear? That was able to allow us to build, you know, value with our machine. And it cost nothing. It was just time. Even when we went in there and we were walking around asking parents questions like, hey, have you ever forgot something before? What do you wish you had? There was no, it didn't cost us anything but time. And it, it was invaluable because now our products are dead on because we went to the right place and we know who wants it and we know how much they're willing to spend. Right. And finding your avatar, and I'm actually going to, do another podcast with a buddy of mine that just actually finished an ebook and it's about finding your dream client. Um, so we'll launch that one later on. However, this is really good because if you're going into business and you don't know who your real avatar is, mm -hmm. you're going to run into some issues. You know, most people, when they find an avatar, they're like, oh, it's this person. They're 30 to six, you know, 25 to 30 years old. They're doing this. They're they they do they have a value i mean they make this much money but really what you want to do is you want to be able to find that hole find that cross that niche and provide and and provide the service that fits in that area and you've done that and it's it's i think i think when you when you really listened to what jazzy had to say it was Man. almost a kind of a a shocker on your 
Well, You're yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I, I don't know. People, like, pay all this money to go to websites and get all this stuff. So, like, the one thing I remember from consulting is, like, they always told us there's two types of market research. you got primary and secondary. Mm-hmm. You know, like, one of them is the data that's already out there. And I feel like people sometimes rely heavily on the words of somebody else. Right. Then the other market research is what you had to go and find out for yourself. So, for her to say, I'm here every day making popcorn. I can tell you who's stopping. I can tell you who's smiling. Before you sell something, I can tell you what they're looking for. So it was like, that's something I could not have found from anybody else had we not done it ourselves. Right. And if you, you know, I mean, it's your business. So you kind of have to do your own market research. And a lot of times, like she said, is people will go to the internet and just basically find a standard. Yeah. And remember, um, the riches are in the niches. So you really want to be able to yeah. niche it out. If you, can, <laughs> if you can niche it out and figure out what problem you're solving, uh, your business will blow up, it'll expand, and it'll do a lot more than you really thought it was going to do. So I'm going to ask you the next uh, question is, um, what's and, and, and we're doing baby vend right now, what's the, we already know the business, but what's your future-based cause? I mean, what's the, what's the reason mm-hmm. that we're out there doing baby vends? I mean, what's the reason... I mean, I know you have a big why, so what, yeah. what is the big reason? So I have two two reasons and, and two whys. My number one is I really want to be able to leave my kids something amazing. And when you're in the service industry for so long, you work all the time. Mm-hmm. And I love Baby Vin because it allows me to reach a lot of people, help people, but also I have more time for my kids. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to just restock a vending machine than writing 18 business plans in a week and being up all night. So for me, it came down to quality time with my kids because they're growing and wanting to say, if mom can't leave you a bunch of vending machines to run, I don't know what other kind of dynasty to leave you, right? But it was also me wanting to take care of other families and parents too and being like, I know how it feels when you're traveling. Like, did I pack enough? Do I have enough? Oh my gosh, what if we run out? So a lot of times for parents, we can't really enjoy our excursions because we're all caught up on packing. Mm-hmm. So baby men for me is why we always say putting the fun back in family. Mm-hmm. So you're not worried about what's in the diaper bag. You're knowing that if it happens, it's all good. I don't care because there's an option. So that was my two eyes. You know, my kids and wanting to have more time with them and leave them something good. And then other families knowing that I know how you feel when it comes to excursions and outings let's just go back to the good days when we just had fun and enjoyed each other right i mean if, if you've seen some people they just literally they will load up their bag and they yeah. they have this thing set up but you know most of us when we're running through life it's like boom oh i forgot this or i forgot that yep. and and to be able to have that especially at an airport or a or a location where you know you're not going to be able to get that kind of stuff as easy as you are you know baby then provides that solution so that's that's really cool. I, I'm, you know, the future-based cause is huge. So, um, you've been an entrepreneur for 13 years, and you said that time is a big thing for you. So, what would be, what would you have told yourself when you started 13 years ago to increase the speed of your business or businesses? 13 years ago, old Jasmine would have valued relationships a whole lot more. Hmm. Back then, they were secondary to me. I knew what I wanted to do, I knew how to do it, and I thought that that was all that mattered. 
but I, I neglected to understand the importance of doing right by people I want to work with mm. and my clients and my customers. Mm. And as a result, I had so many hiccups that were preventable. Like, I lost this poor guy, and I love him to this day. I mean, shout out to, you know, Shirts Up. Ray was so patient. He was one of my first clients. I lost his whole tax file oh. because I was just doing my own thing back then, and you didn't realize, you know, like... Your, your, your clients and customers are the ones who are giving you money. Mm-hmm. So I, I wish I could go back in time and like treat them better. I wasn't mean to them. I just, I was more about it was me in my right. business, not realizing they're actually my business. Mm-hmm. So I just tell people nowadays, like, especially in a place like Alaska, don't sleep on the power of relationships and how you treat people and how you know people. It took me a lot of years to get that and grow it back to like, being a not self-centered person because you know when you're young you're like it's about me and my business but so yeah that's I think that's huge like I would tell my old self treat people better and value them and understand it's their money that's coming to you you know and we were just out there talking about something else and we just realized how important the network is I mean your network is your net worth and you know I tell people that all the time it's like the relationships that you build Mm -hmm build off of other things. I mean, it's just like us. We've known each other on Facebook for, I know. for years, and we sat down at an event. <laughs> and finally talked to each other. And finally talked to each other. Like, I knew who she was. Yeah. It was in passing. But we were at an event that, you know, two of our really good yeah. friends were at. In Thank fact, you, Molly. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Molly and Jennifer, they've both been on the, yes. on the podcast. Thank so you. <laughs> go back to episode 13 or 12 yeah. and go back to episode 3. Um but that's funny. It's like you take those you take those relationships and you build off of them. And if, that would be one of my biggest nuggets is because I was in sales for so long. Right. And it's like you reach out to the client, but a lot of times you're reaching out to the client for the wrong reason. Right. You're reaching out to the client for you not to solve their problems. Exactly. And when you start solving, you know, what do they say? The bigger the problem, the yeah. more you're going to get paid. Man, so, that's true. I think, I, I think that's honestly what I missed back then. Like I didn't realize... I was there to solve their problem. I was like, you you need me. Right. I am the accountant. I am I, here for you. You know, you need me. But I'm like, oh, my gosh. So it took a lot of work. So I, I get it, though. Like, when you have those kind of mentalities, of course you got to hire salespeople to kind of push that. But, like, when you are about them, it just manifests naturally. It does. Know? It's it's an amazing what, what you put out there you get. And I actually just well, I watch Darren Daly every morning, and he says, are you a jerk? And I was like, whoa, what is this about? He goes... Whatever you are seeing out there right. is a reflection of what you're doing. Right. So if you're seeing a bunch of jerks, look in the mirror because you're probably that. <laughs> that is that's a nugget. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's crazy. I'm laughing. I'm like, that's a terrible nugget, but that is so true. <laughs> but it's funny because now we see when we're working with different people, it's like they're so open, they're ready to help right. you. They want you, you know, they want you to succeed. And uh, that's what I really like about you know the network that we're building yeah. and the things that we're doing. So, what are you what are you currently working on, and where can our audience find more about you? Yeah, so right now we are hardcore baby Vin, babyvinunlimited.com. We are testing some new markets. We're soft piloting some launches in Texas, uh, Florida, Georgia, and I'm working hard on Washington to get our our national market up. We are opening up some new markets in Alaska. We just visited Fairbanks to get a machine at the Fairbanks Airport. We're scheduled to be at the Alaska State Fair. Uh, working on that's like our quick turnaround time, um, and we're working on a couple other locations as well. Um, we've also um, are working on expanding our venture 
to include a new arm or a new company, and I'm still playing with names, but I do like, you know, can you vend it or we can vend it, something like that, because we get a lot of requests now for people that want um, their own vending and kiosk solutions. So aside from baby Vin, we're going to be unveiling some vending training and how to get yourself started in the business. You know what I like about that is, um, think about it, she found something that she was passionate about with the vend- with the baby vend, and she now she's taking it to another level, but it's still symbiotic. It's literally the same frameworks yeah. with a different product, and that's one thing that's really cool about that. And I, you know, you've seen vending machines before, and you know Best Buy did it a yeah. long time ago, so you know that people are willing to spend money inside mm-hmm. a vending machine. And yeah, well, I mean, it's a convenience. It's convenient, um, less overhead for staffing. Stock it whenever you want. I'm like, I just never realized the whole vending world and how awesome it could be. So now that I'm all in, you know, joining vending clubs and all kinds of stuff. So I'm like, team vend. <laughs> and you know what's funny about vending machines is if if somebody's there and they're filling a need, mm-hmm. they're like, if you went to a candy machine, you're gonna go get a candy bar, and if they're out of Snickers, you're gonna buy something else. Exactly. So, yep. what's cool about a vending machine is that customer already said, "You know what? I need this." Yeah, like, I'm I stopped here. here. I need this. Yeah. So, if they're out of one thing, they are gonna buy something else. Exactly. They're not gonna be like, "Oh, you're out of that. I'm not gonna do it." We get that all the time. Like, "Oh, you don't have that one? Oh well, well, just give me that one. Just give me that one. I'm already here. I'm like, already here." Yes. So, and that's really cool because you're not really. Trying to do extra sales. Right. It's already, they're already making that decision. So I know that uh, training and you've been doing some consulting before and you still do the consulting. What books or seminars have you recently attended and what, what, what do you plan to attend this year? Yeah, so um, because my kids are at that crazy age, I haven't got to read much like I want to recently. The last book I read was like, so you're crazy enough to start a vending business. <laughs> so I read that. But uh, we recently um, started negotiating joining the National Association of something Automatic Vendors Group. It's called NAMA. NAMA. And they have this huge vending conference every year. And we're working hard on getting to go to that because they have all kinds of training and networking. I don't think we can afford to bring our machine, but we're going to bring like, a 3D pop-up model. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's a big um, thing on our radar this year is like training and getting certified and things like that. But yeah, all my books lately are like, Vending books. Right. <laughs> you can vend, 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 vend. Dreaming about vending. So I've been all in on that. So I just wanted to kind of reiterate that to the listeners. Like, she used to be a reader, and now she's into vending, and she's all in. Like, yeah. everything that she reads, she understands all of the things. Because, uh, like we said... How to educate. Yeah, educate. And it might not be reading a book... Yeah. But it's reading a, a yeah. something about it, something... Well, I mean, I had no idea how to even... I never touched a vending machine until two years ago, so I love reading. But yeah, I had to immerse myself. I'm reading books. They got a couple podcasts, motivational things, mm-hmm. you know, some website self-paced, some audio books. So, like, you've got to become the subject expert. Right. So now I'm all in on vending. I'm right. all in. I want to know what I have to know. I got. I want to know. I want. If I'm gonna do vending, I'm gonna do it right. I think that's the big thing with business too. Is if you're gonna do it, don't half do it. You gotta do it. Do it right. That's right. And that's and one thing. Like she said, she's gonna build a vending training program, Yay. which is super cool. I mean, think about it. She's already has the platform, so she's gonna expand onto that. And you never know. That could be a residual income because people are subscribing to something, Please. which is definitely something that. That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. So. 
the last thing that I want to talk about, and I actually always ask this to all of my, okay. all of my, uh, the people that come on the show and interview. And the reason why I do that is because it really peels back the onion. It really peels back because a lot of people relate to our, our struggles right. versus our wins. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just want to kind of peel back in your business today. What's the one thing that keeps you up at night? Good, bad, or both? Yeah, the one thing that keeps me up, good, bad, or both, is just always worrying about sales. You know, I mean, you you have the right products there, but you always wonder and worry, are they going to buy it? Is next week going to be as good as this week? Do I have the infrastructure to maintain myself if I have a slow day or a slow week? I think in vending world, we're always worried about technology. You know, one one lady one day selfishly unplugged our vending machine to charge her laptop and I'm like that lost me about seven hours of sales so I I am constantly thinking about my machine right now I feel bad like I have to tell my honest story like when we had the earthquake it happened and in like two seconds I'm like oh my god my machine what my kids <laughs> so you just kind of you just never stop worrying it's not like a regular job I don't get off work and stop thinking about it like because one mess up on my end affects my money so mm-hmm. I don't really get to clock out right so I'm always thinking about sales and products and are they happy you just always wonder you know yeah sales are a big thing and sales drive it and you've done a great job marketing and Thank you. you've gotten a lot of um, press on the baby Ven. I mean you've been on the news you've been on some different channels I, I know you've been all over Facebook and then you might have an opportunity to get on yes. a really big show yes I, I'm still working on that I took a break I was supposed to go on do my little shark tank so I'm like let me just wait a little while because the more I can show them the more I can ask for so. right right and, and guys think about that she had the opportunity and she's gonna wait a little bit and it's not because she's waiting because she's not sure she's just waiting because she wants to compile the numbers, mm-hmm. so when she's ready to go, you know, what's the first question they always How ask much? you? What's your numbers? Yes. What's your numbers? So I want to give them numbers. So, guys, uh, I hope you guys got a lot of nuggets today. I'm, we're, we're right at the 20-minute mark, and I just kind of wanted to go over some stuff and understand that, you know, you don't have to be the perfect entrepreneur. You don't have to be. You can just kind of build off what you've already had and, um, you know, what I'm going to do is in the, in the outro, make sure you listen to the, the full outro because I have something that I'm giving away for free. It's a free marketing summit that you guys can take a listen to. It's 30 of the best internet marketers that if they lost everything, what they would do every single day for 30 days. Mm-hmm. So, um, guys, thank you for listening. This is Jasmine Smith and Eric Sablon with Burnt Phone Marketing. I know that marketing can be tough. So what I did for you guys is I put together a free summit with 30 of the top internet marketers in the world. Basically what they're doing is they're sharing their story. If they lost everything, what would they do? So I put it in the description of this podcast. Also, if you go to it, it's www.burntphonechallenge.com forward slash summit. OFA. So go ahead and go and link to that. It's free. Enjoy the training and we'll see you on another episode of Burnt Phone Marketing.